0: Sit down, strap in, and granny, put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now.
1: Wow, welcome to Leap Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And I gotta tell you, as we begin this show on Monday night, uh, the ARCA East Race... Uh, The Sioux Chief 175, or the Jeep Beach 175, part of the uh, Sioux Chief series going on at New Smyrna. And I want to tell you, there is a young man from California. They call him the Beast. His name is Joey East. And this young man started outside the top 10. And with 59 laps in, he right now is sitting P4. He just made a huge move to take over fourth. And I got to tell you, that David Gilliland racing um Ford Machine of Joey East is hot on the trail of the top three. And he probably, I'm I'm guessing by watching this, is the fastest car on the racetrack right now. It's pretty amazing to watch Ratzliff, your leader, and um Taylor Gray running in second. So DGR P two P three um in the Arca East race, which is part of the um goings on tonight at New Smyrna in the Asphalt World Series. We've had uh, three nights prior to, to this, uh, I've watched all three nights, the pro late models, the super late models have been the headliners. I think honestly, the, uh, the bomber class on Friday night, probably put on the best race of the weekend so far, but, um, some really good performances going on all weekend long. Derek Griffith getting a win in the super late models. Great to see also, um, The 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 way that the field has kind of been shaken up from one day to the next, both in the supers and in the pros. Jet Noland has had a couple of really good days where he's run well in the pro and the super late model divisions, both. Um, And um, uh, Tyler Swanson having a a good run uh, in the uh, pro late model, his debut actually in the pro late model uh, picking up a second place finish on Friday, had never run a, a late model stock car before, and so doing a good job with that. And we've seen a lot of stuff going on at Smyrna throughout the weekend. Um, we also had an unfortunate uh, incident that um, I think may have, I stress, uh, resulted in a uh, the tragic death of. One of the track officials there, Rusty Cruz, and we'll uh, get into that a little bit later on in the program. But it's been, um, it's been a really interesting on-track adventure over the weekend at New Smyrna. Only a little rain. Tonight, no late models. No late models happening tonight. Uh, modifieds, the tour-type modifieds, will get their uh, first opportunity at New Smyrna for this uh, Speed Week's season uh, this evening after... The 175 lap arkie East race concludes. We'll keep you up uh, to date on what's going on with that. Um, as we move along, Joey East has closed on third place Sammy Smith. Um, right now with uh, 68 laps complete. So he is on a mission with that 54 DGR car. Okay. Uh, My name is Tom Baker, by the way. I don't think I even introduced myself. Uh, Chris Murdoch joining me, filling in for uh, James Mellick, um, who is at work tonight with Spire Motorsports. They are um, heavily pushing for uh, daytona because uh, it's coming up obviously this is the start of daytona speed week if you will the bush clash is tomorrow um so chris will be with us probably maybe for uh, a couple of weeks or at least on monday nights good to have chris Murdoch back um good friend of ours and uh has be been back. with us i think um have you done
2: any shows here with us I'm trying yeah. to remember did you do a few yeah. okay i was part of the uh the first couple shows when you okay, I here knew from, uh, that. I mean, the, you knew you were
1: season. still with us. You hadn't been uh, NASCAR
2: is now. I don't, know, I don't know if I produced. I think Red was producing at that point. But okay, you were. Been on a yeah,
1: shows. you were. You might have been uh, over on the other side of the big board uh, for those, but uh, working for NASCAR Media now and happy to have Chris back in the saddle for some Monday nights here. Just wrapped up the inside oh, past,
2: which was a riveting yes. show. Yes, so <laughs> part if you guys of our. That, you'll be able to listen to it later.
1: Yes, if uh, if you're if you're joining us for the first time, um, this is the second show in what we call Motorsports Monday. Now, the new lineup for 2021, we run the inside pass from 7 to 8 Eastern and then uh, follow it with this show straight away. Both shows are live and you can hear both of them tomorrow afternoon. Uh, If you miss any part of one or you want to hear it again, uh, you can hear it tomorrow afternoon by searching Race Chaser Radio on any major uh, podcast platform. We're on them all. Apple, Google, Spotify. Tune in. We're on all of them. Um, all the major ones. Anyway. Wherever you
2: listen, you can listen to us. You can
1: listen to us. Just search Race Chaser Radio. And of course, uh, if you follow us on Race Chaser Media, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, we'll have it all uh, posted up there as well. We have a guest coming up in just a little while. Lavar Scott's going to join us. Lavar is part of the 2021 Drive for Diversity lineup, and I I think you're going to really enjoy his story. He's a young African American racer who is really, really, um, he's actually a multi generational racer and but he didn't quite follow in his family's footsteps. And we're going to, we're going to talk to him about that. Um, he's had a really interesting road to get to where he is, which is at the, uh, late models for drive the D for D program for rev racing. He's going to team with Roger Carruth, who's running tonight in the ARCA race, but he's had some mechanical issues. Um, and so, uh, it is, uh, a tough introduction to the ARCA E series for Roger Carruth. But, uh, we're going to talk to LeVar here in a few minutes, a very uh, pleasant young man and well-spoken. He's going to be uh, fun, I think. And we've got a lot to cover here. There's uh, been a lot going on, obviously. We've had um, some news even just today. Um, and I think probably at this point for most of you, if you're listening live, on, this is Monday night, of course. Uh, it's it's a different kind of speed week if you're just more or less a NASCAR Big Series fan because, usually we would have already run qualifying in the Arca race. Well, this year they tried to condense it to a week. So what happens now is we're gonna get uh qualifying uh let's see, the Arc uh, the um bush clashes tomorrow and then we're going to qualify on Wednesday, run the duels on Thursday. That darn Super Bowl messed everything up. <laughs> well I think that was a part of it too. Um it's it, and of course everything's a week ahead of. I feel like it's a week ahead of schedule because the Daytona 500 falls on Valentine's Day, but um, qualifying Wednesday night, prime time. Uh, the duels Thursday night, prime time, and then of course the truck race Friday night, Xfinity and ARCA on Saturday, both, and then Sunday of course the Daytona 500. So a little bit of a different. um situation here oh boy we have got to boy, (laughs) we've got some action going on here on track pass in the arca race um and uh it's uh it's getting hot and heavy mason diaz just had a little uh say hello to jack wood in the 21 uh kind of used him for a break going into the corner there but um it's uh it's gonna be a different kind of a week and i feel like this week chris is because everything's so condensed, there's no time for anybody really to breathe. There's something going on every single day.
2: Well, yeah. And every time you talk about speed weeks in Florida, everybody thinks NASCAR, but you've got so much short track racing, like we're talking about now at the World Series of Asphalt. You've got dirt going on down the street at Volusia. Uh, It's just a huge week of racing that a lot of people try to flock to during this time of year and it really gets this season going and man, am I ready to have racing back? I think I like this condensed schedule. I
1: really do. I think that it makes it more exciting. I think it makes it more, um kind of intense and fast paced because there's again there's something
2: going on every single day um and i i like qualifying yeah, if you're a race fan and can't find anything to watch you're not looking in the right place no do, do you like
1: qualifying being in prime time or would you rather keep have they have kept it
2: during the day oh i like it being in prime time i think uh i think it draws uh more viewers in a prime time slot and i think it Elevates it more. I mean, it, it. like I said, it draws more viewers. So obviously they're going to be in that prime time spot to to show new fans, you know what it is. Uh, not a lot of people, I think, really tune into qualifying. I know 500 is a uh, is a big day uh, for a lot of people. Sure. So I think having qualifying in prime time only elevates the show even more.
1: Boy, I'll tell you, if you're not watching this race on track pass, you are missing it. Joey East just blew by Sammy Smith to take second. And he's already closed up on his teammate, Taylor Gray, for the lead with 87 of 175 complete. The beast, Joey East, in his first ever Arca Menards East Series race is looking like he's got a shot to win this. Unbelievable. Um, And it's been so much fun to watch. There's been some contact and some uh kind of fender rubbing here and lots of traffic. And so far, no cautions that I've seen Um 88 to go. And it's been pretty much a, a green to check a run. And Joey is right on the back bumper of the leader, Taylor gray. This is really going to be fascinating to see how Joey attacks this, but Um, again, when you look at this, uh, this night alone at new Smyrna, you got this Arca Menards East race that we're keeping an eye on now on track pass for you. Oh, now we get a caution. See, I jinxed it just as I, just as I say, there's been no cautions. Uh, we have a caution. We'll, we'll, uh, figure out what that is, but this is followed by the modifieds. Now, for those of you who are modified fans, I gotta tell you, I haven't, I don't know if there's. I think it's probably been 20 or 30 years since we've seen this many modifieds um, head for Florida and converge on new Smyrna um, for the, the, the the speed week deal 46 NASCAR modifieds are uh, attempting to qualify this week. It's, I mean, this, this has been a fun asphalt world series. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, And uh, it should be, should be exciting to see the Modifieds take to the track, but we've, uh, we've definitely got uh, some action ahead of us. The late models, by the way, having the night off. Um, and uh, Jesse Love um, actually went over to Auburndale and jumped in a Legends car today. Haven't heard anything about how he did, but Jesse came across from California to go run the super late model as part of the Wimmer Motorsports lineup with uh, Connor Mozak. And... Um, Jesse ended up, you know what? I got a day off, and uh, so I'm going to go over and uh, race a legends car. He just likes to get in the seat and run anything. Back with more after this.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today.
2: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. If you want. If you need a trailer of any kind for any reason, does not have to be motorsports related. If you are a construction company, if you need something to uh, if you need a horse trailer or some other type of uh, trailer to pull, um, you know, whether it's a cow or whatever, uh, you know, any type of use, really, um, they Victory Custom Trailers has about 200 trailers new and used in stock. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they will either build it for you or they will find it for you. And if you want something that's really trick and custom, that's where they shine. Victory Custom Trailers. In fact, they're so confident in their ability to build a custom trailer for you that they put a little button at the top of the website. You can go to the website and build a custom trailer right there on the website so victorycustomtrailers.com is the place to go they will ship the trailer anywhere you are shipped one to russia not long ago so they will find you wherever you're at uh they're based in michigan and they are Excellent at sales and service as well, and they're friends of mine. So uh, go visit them on the web, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Their phone number's there. Call them, talk to them, and um, they will fix you right up when it comes to any type of trailer or transporter that you need. With that, we go to the phone line, and we welcome in our special guest for the evening, a young man that um, had the pleasure of talking to for the first time a few days ago and uh, from New Jersey, where it uh, snowed uh, a few days ago, and then he came down here and it snowed late Sunday night. So we got to see snow in North Carolina, something that doesn't happen too often. Lavar Scott is with us for the first time. Lavar, part of the 2021 NASCAR Drive for Diversity lineup. Welcome to the show, Lavar. It's good to have you on.
5: Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Well, first of all, um, give us about a minute or so of your background because. You are a multi-generational racer. Talk a little bit. Your family, I understand, started in drag racing. How many members of your family who, who raced? Talk a little bit about that and talk about how you got started.
5: Yes, everybody in my whole family raced. Started with my grandpa. He started back in 1980-something. He started racing. He had his own junior dragster. Then he had, my mom started racing. She had a NHRA car. She actually had a license, and empty. She was actually pretty good. Oh, wow. My aunt's race. Yeah, she had the license, but she had to stop when we started racing just so we could pursue our careers.
4: Nice. My aunt's
5: race, my uncle's race, everybody in her family's race. So it's just been a, a thing that we've done since my grandpa was little, and we kept it going, and now I'm trying to make it all the way.
1: Was there, was there any question? I mean, obviously, it's hard to remember back to when you were four or five or whatever, but. Um, do you remember what your first kind of memory of any kind of motorsports was? And and was there really ever any question for you that that was something you wanted to do?
5: Yeah, I actually do. I think about this day all the time. I was, I think I was four and my brother was racing. He was racing quarter midgets and I I would go to the track and everybody always talked to me and asked why I wasn't racing. I remember always standing on my mom's leg and be very nervous because I was just four years old and I didn't know what to do, but, that was my first memory of being at the racetrack, and that's what really I remember. But my first race, I just remember uh, a light ball formula. That wasn't my first race, but that's the first race I remember. And- those things were just crazy fast and
0: fun.
1: Yeah, the quarter midgets are fun. And again, I, I, I find it so interesting that you started in a quarter midget. Um, and you ran there, ran in, in quarter midgets for a number of years uh, in the New Jersey PA area, I think, right? And, and uh, did you ever travel yeah. nationally with uh, the quarter midgets and do all the, the grand nationals and all of that or no?
5: No, we never traveled nationally. We always stayed local in Delaware and PA area. But we always went to a real big race in uh, PA in Harrisburg. And they had oh, race indoors, like so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was an awesome race. In every race, I had a light formula Every time I went there, I, I was leading the race, and something happened. Like one one time, I was leading in a, uh, the keyway, on my engine fell out. Next time, well, my actually when my brother was racing, he thought it was a he had the yellow buys on his uh on his helmet, and he thought it was a white flag, but it was actually he thought it was yellow flag, but it was actually white flag. So he slowed down. Oh, and they, like, passed him. Yeah, we had we had some <laughs> crazy experience at that race. Yeah, some crazy
1: experiences there. Wow. Yeah, that the uh I went to that a couple of times. Uh it that's a big show that they have. For those yeah. who don't know, in Harrisburg PA they have this giant um indoor facility. They call it the Farm Show Complex and Um, they have a big, uh, weekend of that. There's quarter midgets, there's go-karts, there's arena cross in the main arena. There's a car show, or at least it used to be this way when I went RC car racing, like there, there were eight or 10 different types of racing all going on at the same time. Um, and it was just you—you you pay one price to get in. You can go watch anything you want, and it was just a feast. Uh, but the quarter midgets were—that track was really tight and really a challenge for for those guys. Um, so I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you. You—you you went from quarter midgets up to the micro sprits on the dirt. What was that transition like for you?
5: It was—it wasn't—it wasn't too hard. I started with the fives and they're, they're not too fast. They're just a good. A good starter car, but I, are, I get used yeah. to driving, driving with the wing of my car in the downforce, like going on the left side, so the corner, not going on the right side. But once I got that, that only took me a few races to get used to. But I got that, and I stayed in 125 for about a year, year or so. The second year, I only did a couple of races. And then in 18, 2018, I moved up to a 600, and my first race was actually the Tulsa Shootout. And that, that was just, that was a crazy experience. So I, did, I didn't know what I was doing there, but it was just... <laughs> My brother was going that year, so it was a no brainer just to go and race and have fun. And I made it to the be mean So, in a couple of races after that, I went to Hamlin Speedway in Pennsylvania. And okay. That was actually my first win. Wow!
1: So your first race in the 600 micro was the Tulsa Shootout. That's uh yeah. Uh, let's just jump right into the deepest sure. fire it we was, can was, find, right?
5: <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I didn't know what I was doing there, but it wasn't too bad. Of experience. I didn't do too bad, but. I think I could have done better with a little more experience on my belt. I'm curious what
1: your your family thought of all of this, like, especially, I guess, a number of your, you guys race quarter midgets, but, um, did any of the rest of your family, I guess, you said your brother went micro racing too? I mean, that's yeah. like for, for a bunch of family who were, who were interested in drag racing and that's kind of what they knew. This is like the whole different world. And the Tulsa shootout's a whole different world for all of us, whether we even race micros or not. So I'm wondering what they were thinking about all of this this kind of stuff that was going on when they're used to just the straight line stuff.
5: Yeah. I have the most, the most supportive family there is. We had a little, we had a green man, old man. I don't know what year this van was. 2000, when I first went up in Tulsa and we had like 12 of us packed in his van, drove all the way to Tulsa. It was an 18 hour drive, 12 of us in his van. It's all coming to support my me and my brother. So it was, it was, they were very, very supportive. It wasn't for them. None of this would be possible. Not, no, it would not be possible. They're just the best ever. Did they enjoy
1: that type of racing, though? I mean, like I said, it just had to, it had to be like this going to another planet compared to just drag racing.
5: Yeah, it was actually it was actually them that that made us stay in the uh, dirt dirt cars. Oh wow! Cause at, <laughs> yeah, because at eight years old we could we could have either went to dirt or, or stayed in dirt or went to drag racing, but. You know, my brother. We were doing very good, but they, it was actually their decision to stay here and see, see where it went.
1: And did your brother just decide at some point that um, maybe that racing wasn't something he wanted to do? Because it sounds like you're you're the one that kind of made it. Um, you know, made it to the next level and has kind of kept kept it going.
5: No, he, he still races every year. He races at Airport Speedway every year. He, he oh, races, okay. He's really he's really he's really really good. He taught me a lot of everything I know today. So he still races. He, he hasn't had the opportunity I had, but he. He's still very very
1: good. Oh okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. it's it's uh it's it's been fun to watch you. You came into the drive for diversity program last year at the Legends car level and coming out of a microsprint I feel like it's kind of the asphalt equivalent of a micro in the way that <laughs> the cars drive, right? Yeah. Um yes, and so um, but, but, but I'm not sure other than maybe the Tulsa shootout, if you've ever experienced anything in the micro, like the summer shootout at uh, Charlotte motor speedway, what was it like transitioning the legends cars out of the, uh, the dirt micro sprints?
5: It was, it was really fun. My first, my first test session, I got used to it pretty quickly and I was at the fifth mile behind Charlotte and we had a couple, maybe 40 laps there. And then my first race was at the biggest race there is it was, it was a Charlotte, uh, summer shootout. And I think I finished, uh, Sixteenth, my first race. I just had my, the biggest thing was learn how to drive it hard in the corner, but make it stick to the bottom, okay. not come off the bottom, because if there you come off the bottom a little bit, you're losing three, three, four tenths. So I think that was the biggest thing: learning how to make it stay on the bottom and driving the corner hard. Yeah, I mean,
1: again, you start at the summer shootout. You it's like you you change to the next level and and say, look, just give me the hardest, most all star kind of <laughs> event, and let me go to yeah. that to start my my rookie season.
5: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's actually the best of you. are race against the best to be the best, so I wasn't mad at all. We got the we to the summer shootout for the first race. I'd rather do that than anything else because that's the best of the best right there. And well, it was right, it was it was it's five five two minutes away from the rev shop, so. For to be right there is very 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 convenient
1: yeah i actually uh happened to be over in that area today for something and kind of went right by the, the red racing shop <laughs> earlier but uh yeah um so uh very quickly we got about a minute left in this segment um tell us how your season went overall
4: last year
5: it wasn't great it, it was it was it was a season i asked for it was just beginning i was in 17th within every race we progressed 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 i got three top tens last year. Then we went to a different track like our last five races we went to different tracks Anderson, uh Lonesome Pine in Virginia. Then we raced the fifth mile behind Charlotte. And at uh Anderson I went from sixteenth to tenth. Lonesome, I went from I was I was running eighth for a while but then I made contact with a different car and I go to the back. So it was it was a season I asked for every race I got better and better and it was just it was it was awesome. I had a great experience.
1: <clears throat> we're going to uh we're going to put uh, Lavar back into the wonderful land of hold. Sit tight, Lavar. Don't hang up. We're gonna put you back on hold here because we got to take a break in about 30 seconds or so. Um, but uh, we're gonna bring you back on the other side of the break. So, uh, sit tight. We'll let you go back to listening to the Todd Starn show for a few moments. Um, but so uh, yeah, we're gonna take a, a short break here. Um, we'll, we'll talk more on the other side, but I want to update everybody on this, uh, this Arca East race that's going on. We got six cars that are all racing. For the win here, with 57 laps to go, the order has been shuffled a little bit um, from what it was uh, when they when the caution came out which was before the end of our last segment, um, we actually had a reshuffle in Sammy Smith, now your leader, Mason Diaz, second, Jack Wood, third, uh, Taylor Gray, fourth, Joey Easton, fifth, and Daniel Dye, in sixth. And they are all still in contention. 55 laps left to go at New Smyrna. And we'll be back uh, with more of Lead Lap and more of our special guest, LeVar Scott, right after this.
3: progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444.
7: This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13.
1: Welcome back to Lead Lap, and we continue to keep our eye on the Arca East race. We've had a caution with 48 laps to go. Joey East was running to the inside of the 21. That's the GMS car of Jack Wood, and the two of them just made a touch of contact coming out of turn four, and I think that it was just enough um, that the... uh, the left rear tire, the 21, it looked like went flat. And he spun it into the fence. Um, and so we are under caution with now 47 to go. This is going to be a shootout to the finish. Sammy Smith is your leader right now. Mason Diaz running in second, then uh Taylor gray and Joey Easter top four. We go back to the phone line and we continue with our special guest, LeVar Scott Lavar, a part of the 2021 NASCAR drive for diversity program. And uh, LeVar, we've taken you all the way up through uh, your, your step into legends cars and into the diversity program this past year in 2020. I want to talk about the diversity program itself. Um, I think we all kind of know how the process works and you were selected for the program, but talk to us a little bit about what the program itself has done for you so far on and off the track.
5: Yes, the program is awesome. It has, it has done so much for me working with guys like Matt, everybody, Mark. They taught me so much on the track wise, especially with asphalt, just because I never raced the race before before 2020. So, they had to teach me everything from the start. And race with family, like at home, Airport Speedway, you know, I don't go through too much. I mean, I did a little bit of media stuff, like when I win or stuff like that. But now with being with the NASCAR program, there's a lot of media stuff that's coming and coming in. People like Christie has helped me so much with media and how to go go about it and what do I do during interviews and how to stand and certain things like that. So it just helped me, it helped me tremendously.
1: I'm sure it has. And, of course, this year you got a promotion from the Legends Car up to the late model division nascar yeah. late model stock now um I will say for those listening last year uh Raja Carruth uh was a was one of the the drivers there there were a number of late model uh racers uh Raja um and perry petino were were a part of that group um, Isabella robusto is a part of the program as well and um I watched Raja. Most of the season at Hickory, because it happened that I I was there um, a good bit of of their season this past year. And Raj ended up, he didn't win at Hickory, but he had some tremendous drives. And you could see um, him getting better as the year went on. And he ended up winning one at Greenville. He's now been promoted up to the ARCA East Division. However, you and he will be teammates still in the late models raj are going to run the late models again as well um and now you come up to the late model division after only one year back on the payment with the legends cars um what have you been doing uh do you guys have a simulator i mean how do you how are you kind of preparing uh to go run with the nascar uh advanced auto parts weekly racing series late model uh guys this year and gals
5: that's exactly what I've been doing. Is i racing all the time, all the time. We actually moved from we actually moved from, North, to New, from New Jersey to uh, North Carolina, and the only thing I made sure I had in the uh, trailer that we moved with was my i racing simulator. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I really cared about was that simulator. Just to get here safely, so I, I hooked it up a couple of days ago and I've been playing that. And I go to the shop in the morning, work out with the team, talk to coach, and come home, eat something, get right on the simulator. So it's it's been i racing something tremendous. me I know there's gonna be little differences from in real life, but it's just being comfortable inside the car and knowing a little different to the track and knowing the groove the race or the line the race is just that's it's gonna help a lot and I'm very I'm very happy for that.
1: yeah i'm I'm sure it's uh it's an exciting step for you for sure uh tell us how old you are
5: seventeen 17, Seventeen years old, September six.
1: Now, are you doing homeschool, or have you? Uh, I mean, I know everything's really messed up with the whole COVID thing and remote schooling and all of that. But, but are you when you when you kind of shifted down here? Um, are you planning to go back into a classroom, or are you are you just going to do a homeschool program?
5: We actually, so since I'm a senior, we actually got all all the classes I was supposed to have in my second semester of school, which is right now. We actually moved it all to my first semester, so I got everything done last semester, so when I come down here, I don't have to worry about that. You just focus on racing.
1: There you go. That gets a bell. Yeah. That's a, that's some some nice planning right there. So you're
5: basically done with high school, then you're just waiting to graduate. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom helped me out a lot with that. She made me short of school help, so... I got everything done now. I can just focus on racing. Uh, simulator.
1: That bell goes to mom. That's great. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so now, have you th- are you planning to do any college or are you just kind of going to see how the racing works out first?
5: Yeah, i actually been looking at Winston State for the um, Motor Management Program.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Some,
5: yeah. If something doesn't happen in racing, I always have a fallback plan. And I, think I always want to be involved in racing somehow. So I think that would be a good, a good door to look at. Might look at
1: uh, Belmont Abbey has one, too. You might want to check yeah. that out. They're down in the Charlotte area. Yeah. But, um, yeah, both of them have, have programs for that. So uh, it's a good way to do it. It's a good way to go. Um, yeah. Okay, so what do you like to do when you're not racing? I mean, I'm sure you spend a lot of time on the sim and whatever, but um, do you have things outside of racing that you enjoy, hobbies, or things that you like to do?
5: Yes. Yeah, my grandpa in Cornish Point, New Jersey, he has uh, seven six acres of land. So me my family, my cousins, my brother we were always out there riding poolers and dirt bikes and doing something with the race cars or so, something's always involved with motorsports or motors. I,
1: was say, there's a pattern I used here. I used to
5: play yeah, something's always involved with motors. But I used to play basketball a lot, but then I stopped playing that in ninth grade. But now nowadays there's always something with the motor. I'm I'm doing something.
1: That's interesting. That's very good. Yeah. Um it's it's a lot of fun. Um, to see you guys uh, kind of come up through the ranks and, and watch how you progress but it's always interesting because a lot of times um, what, differenti- what differentiates each of you from the others is uh, sort of your your persona off the track or what you like to do off the track and um, you know obviously you fall into the category and I think Raj is a lot like this too it seems like everything yeah. everything is motorsports or cars which is yeah. really awesome that's yeah. something different to see
5: yeah it- Rogers, Rogers, is an awesome kid. I like Roger a lot. And the way he started, it's it's very, very different. And he's pushing it forward. I'm actually watching his ARCA race right now. So he, he's Roger's is amazing. Yeah, I've
1: been watching it, too. He's in 13th. He had, some, I think, some mechanical problems or something early yeah, in the race. off the start. Yeah, lost uh, door, lost I a bunch of laps. Back. That's too bad because um, uh, I I know that uh, he qualified pretty mm-hmm. well, and I think he would have had a chance to do much better. But uh, he's yeah. he's kind of off the pace right now. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal finish. Thirty eight laps to go, and it still is far from over here um, at uh, New Smyrna. If you're watching Track Pass, you are watching one heck of an Arca East race. And we got Tour Type Modifieds coming up next. Okay, um, so back to you. So what if if you if you couldn't race, you say that you want to do something in the sport. Um, is there sort of a particular piece of it that you would, you say, maybe I would like to do. Is it PR? Is it media? Is it mechanics? Is it, I mean, you're, you're talking about doing a motorsports management. So it doesn't sound like maybe uh, engineering is quite your thing. Uh,
5: engineering. I'm, so my grandpa, we owned a business back home, work on cars and, and towing and Growing up that's why I was always at the at the shop all the time working on cars. So now it's like I mean, I could work on a car but I don't like doing it anymore. It's just I don't I just it's not for me. Working on cars I don't I don't know. I just don't like it. So it was probably definitely something with the media or something like uh Jason Simmons is doing right now, just how he's helping the diversity kids and stuff like that. But I mean if if it comes down to it and the guy working on doing engineering, I would definitely do it. Just something with racing. Well, um, I mean, you
1: certainly are a great conversationalist and you speak very well. And I think, you know, the media would definitely be something that uh, could possibly suit you. But, um, you know, I believe that you've got a good opportunity here to uh, uh, to make it as a racer. And and of course, uh, you know, you've got you're into a part of the program now with the late models where if you need to be a couple of years to kind of, you know, master that before you step up to the next level, it's fine. There's really no hurry at this point. You're still plenty young.
5: Yeah. And that's, that's why I look at it a lot. Last year was my first year in a legend. I was only 16. Yeah. So I, I know I spent a lot of, a lot of age, uh, progressing in the sport, especially when asphalt.
1: Do you have a favorite driver in NASCAR that you look up to? Kyle Larson, 100%
5: Kyle Larson. Tell me, tell me why Kyle. He started exactly from where I started in 600 in dirt racing. He didn't get anything in the wheel this, uh, in January he won the Chili Bowl and two weeks after that he got in a water about law not we a, award about late model and won a race in there. <laughs> and now he's about to race the day twenty five hundred. Next week he can just get anything and just drive.
1: I'm still trying to figure out how you win with the best of the best late model dirt car racers. Uh, I, and you just, win by fifteen
5: seconds. I, yeah, it's just he's a different type of race car driver than, than yeah. way else Yeah,
1: that's for sure. He is a, he is definitely uh, an unusual talent we'll put it like that. So yeah, uh, I could definitely agree with you there. okay, so here's here's a couple of uh, we, we, we we like to get to know you a little bit better uh, off the track and we we're gonna we, we always like to call this fast five. I don't know if we're gonna get five questions here, but we're gonna get a few. Okay, so here we go. if you could keep three apps and only three apps for your phone, which three apps would you keep?
5: Instagram. Uh, the NASCAR app and uh, third one's hard. Um, I would have it's between Facebook or Twitter. Probably Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitter. Okay, Twitter, Twitter, NASCAR, and Twitter.
1: Okay, that's uh, those are good choices. If there were a sandwich named after you, what would the LeVar Scott sandwich have on it? Ooh,
5: salami. Cooper cheese, mayonnaise, lettuce, spinach, and uh, buffalo chicken. Hmm. And take out the salami. Take out the salami. Buffalo chicken, cheese, lettuce, and spinach.
1: Okay. Okay. That's that's also very interesting. (laughs) Um, If you could only have one artist, just one, on your Spotify rotation for the rest of your life, who would it be?
5: It's between Drake and Little Baby.
1: You got to um, pick one. No Drake. waffling on this show.
5: Drake. Drake.
1: Drake. Okay. Um, favorite color? Blue. Okay. Um, favorite movie? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, that's a great choice. Okay, real quick, I I, I'm going to give you some time here. We may have to run a few seconds long in this segment, but uh, we don't like to let you out of here without uh, t- talking about who may- helps you make it happen. So who are your sponsors? Who's helped you get here?
5: Rev Racing, definitely my mom, my grandpa, my whole family. They just they push it so much. They're all awesome. Scotts Auto, Repair, I and Sunoco, Castle, yeah, everybody.
1: Okay, how can uh, people follow you on social media?
5: Instagram is LeVar.Scott34. Uh, Twitter is levarscott Scott, and Facebook is lavar Scott.
1: Great job, LeVar. It's been great to have you on the show. I know we'll have you back again at some point down the road. Good luck in the 2021 season and uh, late models, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you at the track as well.
5: Thank you very much. It was our honor. That,
1: that is LeVar Scott. We're going to step aside. Back to close it out right after this.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride. Go fish. Walk in the park. Phone call. Milkshake. Play catch. Picnic. Fly a kite. Tell jokes. Laugh. Talk. Read a story. Tell a story. Bumper car. Swing set. Bowling. Pillow fight. Cut loose. Stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees,
3: how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation?
6: pass it on from the foundation for a better life at values.com
7: hi this is chandler smith and you're listening to the race chaser radio now back to the show
1: Okay, welcome back as we uh, catch the final segment here of Legal App presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Want to acknowledge uh, mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. If you are looking for a first career, a second career, or a change in career uh, and you want to do something that's more uh, career-oriented, maybe something that's kind of more current, needs some more training, and you don't want to go through the hassle of a two- or four-year college, mycomputercareer.edu might be for you. Uh, it's IT is what it is, and it is still one of the fastest-growing fields. There is way more. There are way more jobs available than there are qualified people to fill those jobs, and that's expected. That trend's going to continue. MyComputerCareer.edu, you can go ahead and take... Um, a free career evaluation on their website. If you decide that my computer career might be for you and it might be for you, my computer career makes it real easy. They are more like mentors than they are just professors and they have financial aid available. If you qualify, including the GI bill. So you can train just one to two days a week online. That's it. That's all there is to it. In four to six months, You can be ready to enter the workforce and start your better life. And mycomputercareer.edu will work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So, again, minimal risk here. If you're good at it, you're likely to get work and you are going to enjoy what you do. IT is a great growing field. And the folks at My Computer Career are the real deal. I promise or I would not be talking about them on this show. Uh, So, again, go to mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. And, oh, by the way, it's not rocket science. If you're not great at math or science, it's okay. You don't even have to be a computer nerd. IT is a great field. Mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We have nine to go under the caution once again at New Smyrna in the ARCA East race. Uh, Sammy Smith had built up a three-second lead. Gone. Uh, he's going to have Mason Diaz, Tanner Gray, uh, sorry Taylor Gray, and Joey East right on his tail. This is going to be a shootout to the finish, so we'll see who wins this here. Once they go back to green, we'll uh, kind of catch up with you on it and uh, maybe even call the last few laps if it's good.
2: So let's talk about ARCA for a little bit, Sean sure. because you've been watching the race tonight as and... it's been going. Uh, typically in the ARCA East series, Sam Mayer has been the one to watch, but Sam Mayer exited the ARCA series this year to go run for junior motorsports in the NASCAR Xfinity series. And I think a few select truck starts as well. Um, Looking at your field, looking at the field uh, that has been racing today, uh, who sticks out to you for this ARCA season? Who do you think is going to uh, go uh, and produce the best? And I mean, if you're, if you're early on in this season, what driver is sticking out to you right now?
1: Well, again, keeping in mind, this is ARCA East. And Sam actually is not completely out of ARCA. He is out of ARCA East, and he's not running for GMS. He's got some races scheduled in ARCA's National Series with Chad Bryan, including, I think, think he 's at Daytona in the Arca car, I was
2: more just talking about full time drivers
1: well, and again, just looking at the East series that 's running tonight, um which these guys, a lot of them are not going to run full time in the national series, but if we focus on East right now, I mean these top four guys, and even Daniel Dye, um is running in fifth right now, and he is he has run a great race, but these top four guys until Sam. Uh, Sammy Smith pulled away toward the end here. Now we're under caution. The field's closed up. But until he started to pull away, you had the top five, basically a blanket. You got Mason Diaz, Sammy Smith, uh, Taylor Gray. And uh, Joey East, who's never run in this series before, is running fourth. And he's been a huge surprise here in the 54 car for David Gilliland Racing. Any of these four. Now, Joey's got a limited schedule right now. So Let's I,
2: also not forget, Joey did run a select few West races for he Nate did. Clower last yes. year in the 54.
1: Though. Yes, he did. and uh, And that's helped him tremendously. But this kid, if you don't know Joey East... His family, they're farmers. Joey is basically a farm boy. Um, he's, he's 17 and, uh, of course, still, uh, attends school, obviously, but he's, uh, he's been raised on a farm. They're, they're almond farmers. And, uh, but you put a helmet on this kid and it is a Jekyll and Hyde thing. He just becomes a beast. Um, loves the gas pedal and, uh, just runs the wheels off a car. So, um, I think, you know, those guys are going to be tough. And I think Daniel Dye is going to have something to say about this too. And Roger Carruth is back up to 11th, but he's 10 laps down. So, um, I think Roger is going to have a good season in the rev racing car as well. Um, this ARCA East series, I think is going to be, uh, a very exciting series to watch now on the national side. It's going to be difficult because you you haven't got an awful lot of full-time drivers right now in that series. Venturini Racing, any car they put on the track is going to be tough. Um, Jesse Love is not going to run all of the races for them, but uh, it's certainly going to be tough in the ones that he runs. Drew Dollar still, I think,
2: full-time for them this year. I think if you're looking at somebody in the National Series who has a lot of experience, in the ARCA series, I think you got to put your money on Ty Gibbs.
1: Well, Ty Gibbs is another one, but Ty I don't think is going to run the full season for them. I think Sammy Smith is actually going to run part of the season in, in that mix, too. I don't think Ty is a full season ARCA racer this year. So he's going to run some uh, starts in the
2: Xfinity series in the 54 car in that series. Sammy Smith also fresh off a of win in the super late models last night. Well, and yes, and I and he may be about to win this one too. Uh, he's been a really great addition to the Toyota program. He ran for KBM last year in yep. the super late models uh, KBM unfortunately shut down their super late model program this uh this year which moved uh sammy to a different team donnie wilson, donnie wilson out but of Florida. He, it doesn't look like it's uh phased him at all no he has been a rocket ship uh much like he was last year
1: yeah donnie uh donnie
2: obviously is a veteran and he and he
1: all the drivers are gonna race for him caden honeycutt ran the snowball derby finished fifth for him out of texas and caden is now running for a brand new team here um it, not a new new driver, but uh, Justin Johnson has been one of the top drivers in the uh, Cars Tour. He's he's going to retire.
2: They raced the icebreaker, didn't they? They did,
1: yes. Both of them raced the icebreaker. Caden got fifth, first time out in the car. Um, and uh, But uh, Justin, I think... That was
2: another stacked field, too. Yeah, it was. In yeah,
1: well, in, in that, we should touch on that. I'm glad you
2: mentioned that, too, because... Uh, that was Florence's first NASCAR-sanctioned race in quite some time. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think that was actually a points race, but they are a NASCAR sanctioned
1: track now. And, and, uh, and that was a big, big show for them. And, and they, uh, they did a great job too. Cause they had to really shift the schedule because of the, uh, the weather that was rapidly Such closing in track
2: layout too. the way yeah. they've got that set up.
1: Yeah, it was Uh Chad McCombie actually getting the win in that event. Josh Berry finishing in second. Um, and, uh, but yeah, uh Caden Honeycutt going to make his debut and run the uh, full season this year on the cars tour and some other shows for Justin Johnson in the uh, 44 car With and EGR. there's uh what's that? Uh
2: he, no, for oh, Justin he, Johnson. Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's Yep. getting out test- my drivers here. Yes,
1: and um and he's he's going to be uh he's going to be a I think a winning addition to that team and I I also there's going to be another announcement I think coming up uh relevant to uh Justin johnson as well i think shortly um, a lot of great things so.
2: going on in uh the late model divisions uh around the the region they have seemed to have a bit of a resurgence these past couple of years especially with these new bodies new teams yep it's getting a little bit cheaper for these teams to go out and, and run some stuff uh so i think it, it's going to be a great year uh, for a lot of late model competitions. Yes.
1: And the new bodies are so oh cool, my gosh, too. They're so nice. Oh, my gosh. They are great. So, yeah, that's uh, the, the I think the driver that you uh, wanted, were, we're trying to to get to here as far as DGR and the cars tour is Joe Valento. Yes. Another hot Minnesota. run guy that
2: ran the World Series last year yep. for KBR Performance and had a really great show. He and did. His first time in those late models.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Joe is going to make his, uh, make his, You might say, well, Cars Tour debut and season debut over here in the East Coast. Ran one race in a Pro-A model last year. But this this is going to be a full season run for Joe
2: um, with DGR for the uh, Cars Tour. The Cars Tour is looking really interesting, too. We have a couple new additions, a couple people stepping back. Josh Berry not committing to the full Cars Tour season. That'll be replaced by Will Cox and the number eight. Uh, junior uh, motorsports Chevy. I think we have uh, Ronald Hill uh, stepping back, no longer going to be a full-time competitor. He'll be running part-time. Uh, a lot of stuff on the super late model side moving around. Like you mentioned, Caden Honeycutt going to be racing in the Cars Tour. Uh, Joe Valento yep. uh, in the DGR car. Yep. Uh, there's going to be a lot of new additions, a lot of fresh faces this year that are going to make that series. Uh, a lot of new tracks, a couple of new tracks anyway, that they're going to be visiting this year. Uh, that is going to give that series a rejuvenation that I think they need.
1: Yes, uh, we're under the red, by the way, with four laps to go. I'm not really sure what's going on here, to tell you the truth. I can't listen to it because we're obviously on the air, but we're under the red flag at New Smyrna with four laps to go. So, uh, But, yeah, back to the Cars Tour for a minute. You were talking about Josh Berry. If anyone in our audience is wondering, well, what's going on with Josh? Well, if He's you, down in Florida. Yeah, if, you're, if, you're, well, if, if you've been under a rock uh, for a while, Josh Berry is going to run – uh, the first 12 races for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series, um, and then will be replaced by Sam Mayer for the second half
2: of the season. I also think Josh Berry is going to chase him another national title that he got last year in the Advanced Auto Part Weekly Series. I think he's going to chase another uh, another late-model title.
1: Um, yeah, that may be true as well. So it's going to be interesting, of course, now if Josh wins a race in the first 12 wouldn't that be a funny prediction now he's in the playoffs so now um, how do you deal with
2: that if you're junior motorsports and you've got Sam Mayer he's honestly my pick to go out and win Daytona it'd be a very Josh Berry thing to do
1: (laughs) well I mean hey I'm here it's a super speedway race so you never know but um, experience does tend to count in the Xfinity it'd be nice to see the eight
2: car back in victory lane
1: but yeah I mean I definitely think especially where it comes to either the short tracks or perhaps Perhaps even a mile and a half track I think Josh Berry certainly is capable of racing for a win and uh, that would
2: be a really interesting scenario I'm sure that somewhere Junior's not, got a
1: plan but they aren't going to tell I'm us. I'm not going
2: to sleep on Sam Mayer either uh, he's, no. he's got he's been fast in everything he's driven uh, this year even winning Bristol and trucks uh, last year uh, doing uh, uh, part-time for GMS and um, he he's fast in everything he gets in
1: two words for Sam Mayer road courses
2: um sam
1: is a road course ace and i think if sam were going to get a win in the xfinity series i would bet money that that first win comes on a road course and they've got a number of them
2: that they're running and so i'm excited for this nascar road course schedule that they've got uh i am too
1: yeah i am too because here's the thing with that the that we've we've got more of the younger drivers coming up now who are really good road course racers because they've had training um at some point along in their careers and a lot of them are even going to some of these sort of amateur endurance series races um these 6-hour endurance series races that series like Champ Car or the World Racing League um those types of series NASA um, not the spaceship people. Um, but, uh, those types of series and, and they're running these races to get seat time. And so the quality of road course racers in NASCAR is just getting better every year. So I think this is a great year to have seven on the cup schedule and more in the trucks and the Xfinity than they've ever had. Before we
2: get too far off the ARCA series, one more person I want to uh, point out in the national series, Gracie Trotter, I think racing for Venturini too, really came into her own on the uh, the left side. So this year is going to be great on all forms of racing. It'll
1: be interesting. Yeah, it's good. We're excited about this week. No Motorsports Madness show coming up this week. Um, We're uh, taking the week off. Everybody's focused on their Daytona duties. A lot of people are in Daytona. Yeah. uh, So we're going to take the week off of Motorsports Madness and come back next week with a post-Daytona show. Double the madness. Yeah, double the madness for sure. So with that, we close that league lap. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy Daytona. Thanks to the folks at WSIC and also to our sponsors for helping us out. Thanks to you, Chris, for coming back. I'm Tom Baker. Have a great week, everybody. Race safe. So long.
0: You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers. The leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.